Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. We're going to be joined by uh, the director of this wonderful film. It really kind of a heartwarming narrative film, uh, um, um, documentary film, pardon me, about the family, her family, Schuyler, uh, the Schuyler family. And uh, their mom and dad were art collectors and decided that uh, one day they saw this piece of artwork uh, by Annie Warhol. And we'll get into it right now with the director of this film, Brillo Box, Three Cents Off, Lisa and Schuyler. Lisa, welcome to film school. Thank you so much. Thank you. I sort of kind of introduced your film. I don't think I did a very good job. No, that was lovely. <laughs> why don't you tell us exactly how all this came about? And, and, and I know you're a documentary filmmaker from before, but this is obviously a very personal mm-hmm. project. Tell me a little bit about how all this came about. Well, sure. So my past documentaries um, dealt a lot with economic cycles and kind of what's the human story behind how our economy changes or the cycles that we get, you know, we get implicated in. And I was, with this film, I thought, you know, I'm going to start something personal. And I was very fascinated by the period in my, my family's life where we were surrounded by art that at the time no one understood. In fact, the kids thought, you know, we all thought it was a little weird, you know. <laughs> and I wanted to kind of visit that a little bit. And so I thought that the Brillo Box um, was such an incredible character in art history. It's kind of this almost shapeshifter kind of thing that it, ch- it changed meaning so many times yeah. over the years. And I thought that would be a great way to look at art collecting and what does it mean to people and how do we make decisions about objects um, that have both emotional and personal value as well as these sometimes arbitrary, you know, economic weights to them, you know, also. And so I began interviewing my parents. And then um, in that way that sometimes happens with documentary, the Brillo box, the very Brillo box they owned, turned up for sale at Christie's. And sold for you know for three million dollars, whereas my parents forty years before had bought it for one thousand dollars, and that path of how it gets from one thousand to three million, you know, especially given the story of Andy Warhol, who was so underappreciated in his lifetime, just it just fascinated me. Like, how does it get to this point, and and what are the different forces that kind of propel it? What were the decisions that pushed that that story of the Spilla Box, you know, further, you know, into its into its life? Um, so, so I want to I want to ask real quick because I I don't know if it didn't I don't think it was in the film I missed it if it did, if it was had you decided to do this documentary and then the box went for sale at Christie's or was that something that sort of spurred you to do this it, No it, it that's true it um it I decided to do the film and then the box appeared Wow I know crazy <laughs> and it's, it's alluded to in the film um and when I say in the middle like I say you know I I had wondered where it went and then but and just when I started to look for it it, it showed up and. Um, and there were earlier versions where, because um, the actual story is that my mom, my, so I interviewed my mom, and she called me a few months after we did the first interview, and she said, you know, it's it's the fall season, you know, it, it's the fall arts, uh, the sales season, and I didn't even know what that was. I was so new to the art, the contemporary art world at the time, and she said, you should look and see what's going on at Christie's, and so I just started scrolling on my little phone, and there was our box, you know, and the um, the details of its provenance and the specificity of that box, it was obvious that it, it was ours. Um, so my well, mom is the one that really found it. Yeah, <laughs> and I, let's talk about, I want to talk about your mom and dad in just a second. Sure. But there's, there were a number of Brillo box, three cents off, uh, that were produced by Warhol. They were called sculptures. Yes, they are sculptures. They're sculptures. 
And so how many were there were a couple hundred or under 100? Um, you know, there were exactly? roughly about, you know, it just, um, with the Warhol records, it's, it's, oh, you always have to allow that there could be some that were undocumented, but there were about 93 yeah. that we believe um, that experts have recorded. And um, but of the yellow, it's believed to be about 17. Um, wow. So, yeah, so the 17, and the, the first ones he made of this whole supermarket series, because he made um, Kellogg's. Yeah, the Kellogg's, the Heinz. All these different, very popular products, um, but the, that little yellow one was, the, you know, the first one he did. And and, and what's interesting about this, and it's alluded to in the film, and I don't want to give too much away, but the fact that it says three cents off is so endearing. Yeah. I, I don't know why why there's such an emotional pull to that particular detail of this piece of art, but it just it it it, it makes me want to hug the box. I don't it's know why. Totally, no, really, it does. I think I think it it, um, it takes us back to a time when three cents off was actually something of value you know yeah and it's sort of sweet because three cents off now is like you wouldn't even pick up three cents <laughs> off the street you know okay so let's talk about your parents so so you're, you're and a little bit about your dad and your mom's sort of love how, how they got into art collecting which is is a sort of maybe a bygone era the way they went about it but talk a little bit about your mom and your dad so my parents were self-trained as um I guess art appreciators um, or art collectors, um, but they had a, they had an amazing um, instinct and appetite for culturally forward things. And um, they moved to the city. You know, they were living in Queens, I think, when they first got married. Mm-hmm. They moved to Manhattan um, in their early twenties and started a family. They had me, and they just really soaked up Manhattan of that of that era. And my dad, the story my dad tells is that my mom was in the hospital. Um, with me, and he had, because this is the time, I guess, where men weren't expected to be as involved, you know, so he was free because my mom was recuperating, and his friend took him down. I know, it's really great. You like, go have your baby. I'll be here. I you know, go ahead. I'll go do the dad's, you know, the father and uh, the man. And so he went looking at, um, when he had a, a good friend, he was a brilliant collector who showed him the ropes, and he, it just stuck. And my dad would, he would go during the week, he would go before things opened, he would go when shows were hanging, he was just somehow, even though he was, you know, working, he just made time to do it. And I mean, I think he, you know, I, I, the film, in, in some ways making the film was like a way to kind of celebrate the, the things that they selected and picked the works that were, you know, besides the Brillo Box, which is the centerpiece, but like the other works oh that my God. I really loved, like Ralph Goings and Neil Jenny and so many other interesting artists from that era. Lichtenstein. Lichtenstein, of course. Uh, I mean, there's, yeah. I mean, really, it, it, your father and your mother and their, their friend is Ivan, what was um, Ivan Karp, Karp yeah, yeah, amazing, amazing um, wow. figure in, <laughs> in the art world. And it also speaks to that period of time in New York, too. I mean, yeah. there, there was that depth and breadth of this new movement of, of uh, pop, uh, abstract expressionism and photorealism, and mm-hmm. that that it every it seems like every decade or so or two decades or so, New York just seems to explode with all these amazing different kinds of art and the way we look at art and how we make art and all of it. It's just remarkable stuff. And this was a particularly fertile time, although at the time, Warhol was not obviously not the person that we've come to know him for in, in that certainly not constellation <laughs> of people. But uh, yeah, so your your dad. Was is he an attorney? He he's an attorney, right? Yes. Yeah. And your your mom was a stay at home. My mom, um, my, oh, <laughs> she um did well. Actually, she worked um oh. and when my dad went to law school and taught, oh. and then she did take time off and then went back to work after we were all okay. a little older. But she also had a a, a wonderful instinct for art. In fact, uh, with all due respect to your dad, I think she may have had a better 
a, a more finely honed instinct on on what to keep anyway. I don't <laughs> want to give too much away, but uh, in terms of just how uh, I, I I liked her instincts, which, at least as she described them in the film, and I, I think she. Did, what was is that fair? Am I being unfair? I think I think, so. I think they both have great um, instincts, and we're probably drawn to different things. And yeah. I think, in some ways, I think my dad may have been a little more drawn to abstraction, um, and my mom was just pop art all the way. Like she just got it. You know, she got what Andy was trying to say. She was very connected to it. And I think it just comes down to with art, like you know, they ha- you um, people are just drawn to different things, and it's so it's so personal, and you can't often put your finger to finger on it. And my dad, I mean, he's very candid on the film. He did not have that connection to it that my mom did. So therefore, when he got to know Peter Young, who was coming up and was a really um, fascinating, you know, my dad got to know him a little bit in that era, and he was very drawn to his work, too. So it was kind of easier to part with something if you don't like it. <laughs> right, right. And one thing that was true is that my dad did make the, you know, since it was essentially a financial decision. Yeah. Um, and that's another way things have changed. You know, my dad, my dad did make those decisions. So yeah, no, and 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 uh, and, and not to disparage your dad because the thing with Young, he seems. I mean, you, it's the art world. You you don't know one month to the next absolutely how things are going to go. But um, okay, so how were how were they about you? You you doing this? Uh, was there resistance? Did you, they embrace it? Who was one better? Sort of more? Did they get it? Uh, immediately what you were trying to do with, with your film or uh, my parents yeah your parents my parents were so great about it from the beginning and I think I think because the t- this time for them was really special and it was a way to um, you know record something that was was gone from our lives I mean the art by that point had really faded away um, and I think it was a way to revisit something that was very meaningful to them and it was also as much as um, it embodied their differences and embodied the things that really connected them, you know, as well. So they were they were really great about the whole thing and very, you know, they looked at cuts and they really got involved in it. And um, my parents, besides being um, having great eye for art, like they they love a great story. You know, they were like, "This is a great story. How crazy is this that this box that we didn't even keep, you know, that has happened?" So they kind of appreciated that that aspect. Of, like they appreciated the entertainment. <laughs> Like, right, you know, and then also the fact that there is this larger story about you know we all go through these unpredictable experiences and things do change and we do as we get older look back on things we did when we were younger and have a different sense of appreciation. So the the film has that, you know, I'm looking back on that period, you know, on on them, but they're looking back on it, you know, also. Do, yeah, and again, I I really want to be careful. This is a wonderful movie. I, I highly recommend it. It's going to be on HBO. Uh, not for a few months. Am, am I correct? Uh, That's true. Yeah, it's still touring at festivals. Okay. Um, All right. It's screening um, this weekend in Washington, D.C., at the National Gallery of Art. Um, next weekend, it's in San Francisco at the Fog Art and Design Fair. Um, and so it'll continue festivals and then airs on HBO in June. In June. Okay. Yeah. And you can go to people, you can go to uh, BrilloBoxMovie.com and you can find out about the, Definitely. Uh, the about screenings the screenings, and... all that, and, and what's going on, and in your background uh, as as uh, your other films that you've uh, you've directed and produced yourself. So, how did you and your siblings uh, feel about the art in in your growing up? I mean, what what impact did it have on your life? Did, because you were in that culture of sorts, right. you were going to these to galleries on weekends. What sort of lasting impact has has that world had on you? 
That's such a good question because, you know, as kids, I don't think as kids we ever talked about it unless maybe we thought something was weird, you know, like because our friends didn't do that, you know, and you know how you're so socially conscious when you're kids. Um, But I think that I think that it has just instilled um, a deep appreciation for art and our country and like what it does for our culture Um, and then the way it connects people also. That was something that I think through making the film we all realized that, it's, you know, art is more than just the object itself. It's even more than what the artist, you know, initially intended. It is also so much about the way it connects people, parents and children, and, you know, um, different generations of people, um, people that come together because they just appreciate this one thing. And I think that we all just, um, I mean, my, sis, my sister and I both are creative. My sister's a filmmaker, a writer, a screenwriter also. Um, and I think it just... Um, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's almost hard to separate now that we've made the film and we've all experienced it and kind of looked at our past now through through the lens of having experienced this film. But I, th- I think that process really did. Um, we all, I think we all just really appreciate what our parents provided for us because it was very unusual yeah. and um, really instilled. Um, I think I think the role of art in our country is just so fragile. You know, artists struggle for funding, museums struggle for funding, and. Yeah. Um, I think we all hope the film will help create conversation about that. Yeah, and and looking as an outsider looking in and, and on the film, it feels like you, there's a bonding that w- must have occurred. As I said, you're going to the galleries on the weekends, you're, you're obviously it was a it was a, an important part of your family life. That the, and the, I would even think to the extent that the sort of visual stimulation of seeing these highly unusual pieces of artwork on your walls that you woke up to and looked at every day that and that you share you all share that experience yeah and the and as you're talking about this the profound uh impact that art has on us that it can have and certainly when you're immersed in it it may not feel that way because you're in it but for people like myself who weren't exposed to it to this extent when i see a beautiful piece of art it it really resonates with me in a way and and i think I just think I can't imagine that this bond that you share with your family is anything less than that. Yeah. Is that? Is no, that I think I think that's really true. I mean, I know that um, when I made this film, I was like, "Oh, now I understand why I'm a filmmaker." <laughs> like, because how could I not have been just being a, a, a staring at visual, staring at frames, and staring at incredible, like um, mysterious picture? You know, because some of the things you know you present something as art, and you have to really look at it. And go, well, what what is it about it that makes it something I should? Look at what is it about? You know, there's one painting my mom referred to, always like jokingly, she called the pile of garbage. It's a brilliant photorealist painting by Adele Weber about of garbage sitting in a street, and I think I think it's Lower Manhattan, and yeah. it was above her piano, and I would just stare at it and stare at it and stare at the detail. How did she make this? Why why these, um, you know, why this particular little scene on a you know sit in a city street, and what is it about that that makes us think about so many? And other things we might not pay attention to. Yeah. Um, Again, that visual stimulation. This, yeah. the, you know, that that and it, all our, our everything I saw in the movie. I think just about everything I saw, I wanted. I, I just, oh, I, just yeah, I really like. I, I I wish I had been around in that period of time and been able to sort of experience this. It, it just yeah. it looks like a wonderful time. And again, I one of the things that's so wonderful about Brillo Box three three cents off is that. Uh, it is this nice melding of this very private, intimate, you know, um, episode in your life uh, for, that went on for many years and how it morphs into this film about 
art and it, just as you were describing earlier the the appreciation of art where does art fit into our world yeah. the commerce of art and just this I, I say wistful sense that maybe or maybe not there is some regret after having uh, seen this work leave your life and now it has another life is is there any what, how does your family feel about this whole journey of the of the Brillo box? I, I think that in the making of the film, I mean, when it came up for auction and when it sold, I think it was stunning. I mean, in the literal sense that it was really like, oh my god, you know. And and I think it was hard. It was definitely hard. I can't. I mean, it's 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 still hard when I watch the film. Like it's hard. Yeah. To see my parents go through that. Um, but I think there was. Um, Interestingly, though, in making the film, I realized, you know, my parents were always so supportive of their kids, and, and, they, and part of their art collecting did have to do with wanting to, you know, share these things with us. I mean, they always took us everywhere they went, galleries, museums, trips, when they traveled. They always wanted to expose us to things. And so I know that when they look at the film, I think they almost see it more as their daughter making a movie. Okay. <laughs> and, like, like I remember um, when we had it, when we showed it at the New York Film Festival, and my dad, it's new. they've seen the film before, they'd seen earlier cuts, but this was the first time with the crowd. And I remember feeling like, I hope my, you know, it's going to be okay for my parents. And we were doing the Q&A, and I looked over at my dad, and he just had this look on his face. <laughs> it was just very <laughs> sweet and, um, and, and moving. It's, it's like this, I think, that... They know that the end result of what they did is is more, is more than money. You know, it's right. about values and it's right. about how you live your life. And um, what I was really trying to say with, the, I mean, the, the Brillo Box was such a great way to talk about the value of art because it was replicated so often because it was taken from a commercial object. So you really have to kind of go, well, what is the thing that makes it art? Because you can really, you can look at um, a contemporary replication or right. an appropriate, you know, appropriated version, and still and have, you know and carry forward and, and have experienced what Warhol was trying to say. So right. um, the way the box kind of migrates and has different permutations is kind of a way to you know, talk about, like, you can, still, you can still engage with the values and the ideas of art. You don't necessarily have to have a high-priced version, you know? Right, right. Um, but, and I will say, uh, one of the things about your film, it's very emotional. I was very, I was, you know, I would say surprised, but I was very taken by this because I think you're I'm I'm a I love Warhol so that that helps a lot and and for me I mean watching him I just think that as as was described by the people in your film he was he was ahead of his time there was a lot of things about him we are only now appreciating but it is it, the box itself is emotionally attractive and then on top of it to to infuse it with with this personal journey and and it is you know a time when art was was affordable was was uh, uh, someone could go out and buy art uh, who wasn't wealthy and could be it's just all of it there's a whole bunch of things going on in the film that are so endearing and it's a really truly felt like I was on an emotional journey with you and your family watching this film and it's just a terrific film so oh, thank you so much yeah, very much really appreciate that you're welcome I'll let you go I know you've got a plane to catch so <laughs> thank you for having me it's great talking with you very much very okay. much thank you so much again the film is Brillo Box three cents off Lisa and Skyler you can go to is the director you can go to Brillo Box movie.com to find out more when it's screening and eventually it'll be on HBO and, and hopefully this summer, June it looks like of this uh, of this year. So thank you again. Thank you. Safe travels and we'll see you again hopefully sometime. Thank you. Thanks so much Mike. Take hey, care. You too. Bye. You've been listening to Film School Radio the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. 
You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.